his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. <laughs> America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Going to start off this hour with a movie recommendation for you. Hello, this is Wiggins America. The movie is called Significant Other. I believe it's on Hulu, although I get sometimes confused between Hulu and Paramount Plus. We have both of them. I uh, do believe this is Hulu, though. Significant Other. A lot of great thrillers on Hulu, and this is one of them if you like thriller movies. And here's the thing I really like twists in movies, especially ones that make you go, Oh, and you should have seen it coming, but you didn't. But all the signs were there in retrospect. Those are the best twists. Well, this movie has a great one about halfway through the movie. You think you know kind of what's going on, although it's kind of mysterious. So the plot is, it is a couple who are on the brink of engagement. And they take a hiking trip. Of course, I mean, this is a plot of a lot of thrillers and horror movies is they go out in the woods and they're completely cut off from the rest of society. So it's very scary. Well, this is kind of that case. A couple is out hiking in the woods. They're going to be camping for a few days just to be together. And um, it appears that one of them has been taken over by some entity that's completely unknown to you at the time. So if you love big twists and thrillers are in your wheelhouse man highly recommend it it's it's one of those that'll make you go oh, oh okay uh it's called significant other check it out now this american media export wiggins america bit of an update on the chiefs fan 
fans who were found dead in Kansas City. So a little bit of a background if you don't know this story, just a little catch up. Uh, there were, I think it was t- a total of five guys who got together at one of the guys' houses to watch one of the Chiefs games, uh, playoff games in January. Now, one of them stuck around a little bit longer. The one whose house it was apparently went up to bed when the game was over and went to sleep. Well, the next morning, nobody could find three of the guys. So the, the one that went to bed was fine. The one that stayed a little bit later was fine. Uh, but three of them, nobody could find them. So they start calling around the families and they never come. Hey, they never came home. They find their cars still at the guy's house. The guy says he did not know they were still there, and they find the bodies, I think, that they don't, not even the next day. Like, this would have been, the Sunday would have been the game. Monday, they couldn't find them. By, I think, Tuesday is when they found the three guys' dead bodies in the backyard of the guy who they watched the game at their house. And they were like, how could you not know that your three friends didn't leave, first of all, went in the backyard, and then died, and their bodies are still in the backyard, and you didn't know it? He said, well, I work from home, and so their their cars were parked on the street, so I didn't leave and see their, their cars. And even if I had seen them, you know, it's street parking, I might not have recognized that it was their cars. And I didn't go in the backyard, so I never saw the bodies. And it was obviously very cold, especially at that time in January, so the bodies were very well preserved. And so people were crying foul, saying, man, this, this dude's up to some shenanigans. Well, here's the update. <clears throat> I don't want to say that this is case closed but that's what the police are kind of treating it as says a toxicology report has identified a possible cause of death of three kansas city chiefs fans who were found frozen to death in a backyard in kansas city in january it says according to the report the men had drugs in their systems including cocaine and the f-word fentanyl According to News Nation, which obtained the report and spoke to the family sources, family members of the three men, Clayton McGinney, Ricky Johnson, and David Harrington, shared with News Nation that police had received the report and, quote, there have been no additional details of this case revealed to any media, nor there any plans to at this time. The case remains an ongoing death investigation. Kansas City Police Department spokesperson shared earlier this month. But police do not believe that foul play was involved in the deaths of the three men, sharing that it is not a homicide investigation. Um, in a comment to Fox News, the police department doubled down, sharing that it is 100% not being investigated investigated as a homicide. So, <clears throat> kind of kind of a weird twist. I mean, that's that's what you would expect to have happened if this guy were innocent. But it still seems weird to exonerate this guy, um, just be- and, and and maybe he's completely innocent, and it's just like things had to have fallen perfectly for him to have been completely unaware of this, because now you throw into the mix the other things that I was just talking about with the cars, not knowing that the bodies were still there, not catching up with the guys, which I guess is not uh, completely abnormal. You know, you watch a game with some guys on Sunday, it doesn't mean you you're texting with them on Monday for sure. You might, but you don't always. Um, so all those things, you know, put those aside. Okay, that's just the way that happened. But now you add into the mix that these guys were doing cocaine either and fentanyl or it was laced with fentanyl, and maybe they didn't know it. And they're doing this, and this guy whose house they're at also doesn't know it. So it's just adding a lot of weird details that he would have not known about 
that just make it strange. It's it it does look to me more and more like he really didn't know. It's just how many things could you not know? If people come I mean, put yourself in the situation. You have some people over to your house. They're doing cocaine and fentanyl apparently at your house and you don't know it. And then they die in your backyard and you don't know it. And you go to work the next day working from home and still don't see any of it. Don't notice the cars. It's just a lot of detail for you to be completely oblivious of. It's pretty remarkable, which is why this story is getting so much attention. But the way that it continues to unfold, again, the police are saying they're not investigating this as a homicide, meaning that that guy whose house it was legitimately just didn't know. Pretty incredible, though. Pretty pretty crazy to catch up on that story. We'll see if it goes anywhere from here, but my guess is that that's going to be just about the last we hear out of that story. Take a quick break here on Wiggins America. Old Roy is coming back into studio, so stick around. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, I got a story for you here that I've been waiting to get to all morning. Uh, I I don't want to say this is breaking news, but this certainly was breaking Friday. And I didn't hear many people talking about it. Now, let me me rephrase that. A, A lot of people have been talking about this on the left. So if you are a left-leaning news outlet, uh, you can type this in. Type it. Go ahead if you want to. Type in FBI informant Hunter Biden, anything along those lines. You will find many, 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 many stories about this topic, which means you've probably seen it, but I don't know how much you've actually looked into it. So here it is. FBI informant has been charged with lying about Joe and Hunter Biden. Now, this one I pulled from NPR, which pulled from the Associated Press. It says Hunter Biden, son of President Biden, uh, was talking to reporters at the U.S. Capitol in Washington. Uh, An FBI informant has been charged with lying to his handler about ties between President Joe Biden, his son Hunter, and a Ukrainian energy company. So there's your headline. It's, it's that this guy had been informing the FBI, uh, and now the FBI has charged him with lying to the FBI. His name's Alexander Smirnov. He 
apparently, according to the story, says falsely told FBI agents in June 2020 that executives associated with the Ukrainian energy company Burisma paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each in 2015 or 2016, prosecutors said Thursday. Smirnoff told the FBI that a Burisma executive had claimed to have hired Hunter Biden to protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems, prosecutors said. The allegations became a flashpoint in Congress. Now, here's where it gets political. Those allegations that Smirnoff was giving really paint Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in a bad light, wouldn't you say? I mean, naturally, if you're taking money from a foreign government... And then the president of the United States at the time calls to see if that's actually happening. And then they impeach that president for stopping a political inquiry from happening. They're saying, oh, you're looking into a political adversary of yours. You can't do that. We're going to impeach you. I don't know why they're not impeaching him now, you know, the current president, for doing the same exact thing. I don't really know. Um, But that's what's going on. Uh, The allegations, of course, from the Smirnoff guy, though, became a flashpoint in Congress last summer. As Republicans demanded the FBI release the unredacted form documenting the allegations as they pursued investigations of Biden and his family. They acknowledged at the time that it was unclear if the allegations were true. Republicans did. Prosecutors say that though Smirnoff claimed to have had contact with the Burisma executives near the end of the Obama administration, it actually took place after Obama and Biden had left office when Biden wouldn't have had no ability to influence U.S. policy. Okay, so if you recall, now I do remember them saying, we need to get this guy's testimony. All they were saying was, you're the FBI, we're Congress, you cannot withhold information from us. This makes me really mad when the FBI or the DOJ or whoever will not give information to elected leaders. Because what that's saying is that we actually have a political hierarchy in this country that we as the people, the voters, have no contact with. So if the FBI is able to withhold information from Congress, then Congress is not allowed to have sensitive information because they're not trustworthy, then you're not trustworthy. And you are part of the sort of lowest class and that the high at the top of that hierarchy is not Congress and it's not the White House. It is the FBI. The FBI actually would be the top there and that means that you have no contact with those people because you didn't elect those people. That is a huge problem for me. And I, I don't want to take this into the document stuff, but I will tell you this. The... <clears throat> The document case that everybody keeps talking about with both Joe Biden and Trump, which are different, by the way, because Trump was president at the time of these documents being withheld and Joe Biden was not. My argument has has always been that those documents should not be prosecuted by anybody because, again, we're setting up the FBI and DOJ to be above our elected leaders, the elected leaders. And I don't care who they are. You could say, oh, well, Joe Biden was vice president and, and, and Trump was president. I don't actually care. Joe Biden was elected. Donald Trump was elected. Any of these officials, Mike Pence, people in Congress, they're all elected. These are people who we have chosen to put there to be representatives of us. Why would they not have access to top secret documents? We have put them there to do that. That is what a republic is. You represent me. Maybe I shouldn't see all of these documents because that's national security. But I put these people here so that they can see those documents. 
Not the FBI, not the unelected government. The elected government should be able to see all those documents. Let me get off that point because that's not even the point of really what I'm trying to make here. The point is that when you see a headline from every leftist organization in the world that says this FBI informant has been charged with lying about Joe and Hunter Biden, it makes you think that maybe there's a possibility that they're trying to ice this guy. That whether his information is true or not, I don't know because I don't trust the institutions anymore. Now, it sounds like this guy might have been a liar, but two things. One, the news is that, oh, this guy, all this information that you're hearing that's being fed out there, it might all be a lie because this guy's a liar. Well, maybe this guy is a liar, but is Tony Bobolinsky? Is the guy from the IRS? Uh, is all the other testimony all false then, too, because this guy is a liar? Obviously not, but that's the way the news is being presented. Now, that's number one. Number two is, even if he is a liar, the problem is that we can't really trust the institutions anymore. And do you know why we can't trust those institutions anymore? Do you know whose fault it is that we can't trust these hallowed institutions anymore in the United States? It's because of the people running those institutions. And so you ask yourself, well, who is running these institutions? Are they evil people? Uh, or is it just natural that when you consolidate so much power, people will sort of become bent over it? Well, I think there's truth in that. But ultimately... If you want to blame a political party, who do you think the deep state has been protecting? In years past, you could say it would have been anybody. You could have said right up until George W. Bush, I believe, that, yeah, they protect Republicans, too. It's because everybody who plays the game goes along with it. Well, now Republicans, at least our elected leaders that we kind of keep choosing, and I'm talking about Donald Trump, I'm talking about DeSantis, I'm talking about some of these kind of outsider people. Republicans are no longer electing the bureaucrats. Otherwise, we'd be going with Nikki Haley right now. So that means that the people who are in power are basically Democrats and deep state centrist Republicans. That is one of the reasons that people like Trump continue to get put up to be possibly elected. Because Republican voters, at least like the base, the conservative ground game, is realizing that this is a huge problem that we can't trust our institutions anymore. Because the institutions are no longer protecting America, they're protecting themselves and their own power. That is why people keep getting nominated on the Republican side who are very much outsiders. And some of them aren't really good candidates. Some of them probably lost winnable races in 2022 because they just weren't very good candidates, but they're standing for something. If you, if you look around, you see Republicans are looking for something that is outside the Washington box because we're recognizing that this is a problem. And Democrats really aren't. Some independent voices are. Uh, some of them are running this year. But this is good news that we're moving in this direction. We just need more people to move in this direction. And what does it look like if a Trump wins presidency? Man, I don't know. It might be pretty messy, but when you get to this point, there's really no choice for it to be anything but messy. We're going to stop right there and take a, a short break. 
Trisha's coming back in for a short segment. We'll be right Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Trisha's here and her mouth is full of chocolate. It is not anymore, I just finished. Oh, good. Finished it up. Hey, you're a pro. There is still some Valentine's Day candy hanging around the station this weekend. I know, I love that. I do too. I'm a big fan when I see excess Same. food, although sometimes. I got to tell you, when food shows up out in the kitchen out there, I start to question how long has this been out? Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, there were some tacos that were put out at about 6 a.m. And I, I think those were from Y98. I threw them away at about 2. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, I still was interested in eating them at about 2. They were fish tacos. They were fish mm-hmm. tacos, but it was salmon. I had had that one had earlier s- in the day. <laughs> Wait. Seven, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, ten. You doing the math? Nine hours? Eight hours? Yeah, I know. I know. Room temperature? But fish if I, tacos? I, but I had had them, so I, I felt like I was familiar. I knew those tacos. Well, I'm glad that I threw them away before I, you I got get, a chance yeah. to go back. Because I, I get it. I get it. So did, did you day. celebrate Valentine's Day? Did you ever celebrate Valentine's Day? It's never really been. Well, you know, okay. I got engaged on Valentine's Day. Uh, this was not last year. 2019. Oh, oh, you've been years engaged ago. that long. I yeah, didn't know that. I've okay. only been married a couple of years, yeah. but we were engaged on Valentine's Day. But before that, no, not really. I mean, my husband always like flowers or candy or something. He did. He's always been really thoughtful about it. I don't really think much about it. I like the day after Valentine's Day when you can buy cheap candy. But <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky because he is, I mean, he's thoughtful about it. So to some extent, yes. Does I he guess. still? Yeah, like uh, this year we just got pizza and hung out. But I mean, he got you something for Valentine's Day. He got you oh oh he didn't get you flowers though. No, just pizza. Well, okay, so it's changed a little bit. 
now yeah. that you're married. Mm-hmm. I get that. I because when I first got married, we would. She really wanted to celebrate Valentine's Day, and I was very against it. And so I had to make some concessions just to make sure that she didn't get mad at me. And the the concession was always, well, I'll buy us dinner, whether that be before kids, like us going out. It wasn't always that we would do that, but I would go buy us something like your favorite Chinese food or something. You know? Yeah. So it was like my way of saying, okay, I'm acknowledging this. I'm acknowledging that it's something. I appreciate you buying a red heart. Well, that's kind of the trick, right? And that's always been my trick. I don't want to buy the stuff that is more expensive on the day. Uh huh. And that's and why I shy away from the candies uh, until the next day. Man, it'll go on sale. You're, you're going to love this if you've been there. But the Russell Stover outlets that are like on long drives to Chicago or. I don't know I, that I have been. You're kidding, really? Maybe they're not there anymore because it's been a while since I've driven to Chicago. And it seems like the last time I did, which was maybe two years ago, the one, and it was always at exit 125 or 26, right around there, because they put them in the middle of nowhere. Because when you're on a drive, it's a good place to stop mm-hmm. and kind of refuel and sugar up. And man, I love those things because you'd always go at whatever the last holiday was, which right now, well, right now technically would be Valentine's Day, but up until this weekend, it would have been Christmas. And so you'd have tons of extra Christmas candy still all marked down. Yep. And the further the holiday goes back, the, the lower it, it was. Yeah. Because there's less choice, but mm-hmm. it was still pretty good. Like right now, I'd think probably the Halloween candy would be fantastic. And if there's anything left from Easter, you're taking a real big gamble there. <laughs> That's a gamble <laughs> but, I'm not willing to take. I'm, I'm probably like a three to four month out kind of gambler, but. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. You know, um, the news story that I brought in was kind of a, about date nights and stuff. So it says that Gen Z is considered to be the most progressive generation politically and socially and everything. But that's always the youngest generation is always that. But that's what they're saying now. OK, OK, now Gen Z is the youngest of our generations that can have free thought and can vote. But they say that there's one area where they are very non-progressive, and that is with dating. Uh, This survey says they did over 500, 552 heterosexual college students cited in this report said that Zoomer men, as in Gen Z men, still pay for dates 90% of the time. Hmm. When or is that hypocrisy? Like, are they not embrace? Is it just that they're embracing progressive ideology, you know, a little bit over here, but then they're not over here, and then that's hypocritical? Or is this like, no, this is the way it should be. They should be doing this across the board. I don't think anybody should demand anything of another person, but I think that chivalry is nice, and I think that there's probably, and I've never read a study, and I don't know anything about anything really, but I think there's probably a correlation with the younger generation and having a little bit more. Uh, sense of self-respect because there's so much self-righteousness that I think a lot of people are like kind of holding on to like waiting, finding the right person, taking like their self and their person and and make it maybe it is selfish. You could spend it in a negative way, but I, I don't see kids like dating like people in our generation did. And I, I don't know if that's wrong or not, but I get the impression that kids have kind of like pumped the brakes on some of the physical intimacy and relationship stuff, and they're kind of taking their time with it a little bit. Oh, interesting. Interesting take. Uh, I, I 
part of me goes, oh, this is good. This is a good thing. They're hanging on to this tradition. But at the same time, I'm like, man, if I were in this generation, which I am not, and was still dating, which I am not, I would be kind of mad that of all the things that you hang on to, you hang on to the one where the guy still has to pay for the meal. I mean, of all the things, maybe we could let that one go. Yep. <laughs> Says the guy that doesn't want to pay Says for anything. Says the guy that doesn't want to pay. Uh, but I will say that if I were to make a concession with this, like if I were still dating and was in Gen Z, I would say that the, the reason the guy is always paid on a date is because the guy is the pursuer, typically. That's right. And the woman is the pursuee. Mm-hmm. That's not because of the changing roles a little bit. That's not always the case. And not just because of the changing roles. Because I think still that's within a man's heart and within a woman's heart to be pursued. I think that's still there. So you're not going to change that. But the technology has changed where men don't necessarily walk up to women at events or church or bars or wherever Or they slide right into those DMs. This is all done online. So... To me, the concession that I would make would be whichever of the part, the two parties was the pursuer would then be on the hook to pay for that date. That first I think that's one. okay. Right? Yeah, I think that's... But I don't think that that's like a change in generational. If, if I were to ask somebody out 15 years ago, and I would not necessarily expect them to pay. If I was like, hey, do you want to go grab dinner? I wouldn't be like, okay, now buy me dinner. I think that's fair. So I, yeah. I would assume that there's some still some level of decency with Do that. Think now, more... if you've got people militantly being like, take me out and pay for me, then those are just like kind of crummy people. Well, you see those things on socials all the time where the somebody's taking advantage is... of the situation. But do you think it's more common now for a woman to make the first move than it was 15 years ago? No. I think it's the same. Yeah. I think it's more common now for... Um, Younger people to explore their sexual identity. Certainly it is. So I think that you have more women asking women out, men asking men out. Yeah. Uh, you have a different, I think that the dating that dynamic would be different. Dynamic for sure. is completely different, which you would think then you'd have to really double down on the asker needs to pay. Yeah, that's because very true. Because some of those gender roles are being thrown out That's the, very, the very true. You know, I never would have thought about that because I haven't dated in so long. But that if a person were to DM me who was a guy, I would have never thought in the past that this was anything. But now you'd have to go, oh, wait a minute. Are they and pursuing I, me? Are they, are they interested? Me, like, romantically, mm-hmm. because I never would have thought. And in fact, I, you know, personal story here, but I was in those situations. Now, this is before the technology was there. But I found myself when I was in my mid twenties. <laughs> this is typical of me being completely naive of a situation where I would be in a situation at least once or twice where I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not necessarily on a date with a guy right now, but I am out hanging out with a group of people that that guy is definitely inviting me because he's interested in me, and I was oblivious. <laughs> this guy is so nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He keeps buying me everything. He's buying me flowers. I love flowers. Flowers are great. It's so nice. Gosh. I love candy. What a cool dude that guy is. (laughs) No, I mean, it wasn't that blatant, but it was like in retrospect. Interesting. I would go, 
what are you thinking? Because I had no interest in these people. But, I, you know, when I realized it is I would talk about because I thought, oh, we're just hanging out with like some dudes and other people, too, because it wouldn't just be one. I would be aware enough to figure that one out. But if it was a group and I'd mentioned something about like a girl I liked or something because I was dating at that time. I remember this guy like getting offended, and that's yeah, when I went. The tone uh -oh. shifts. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So why try, are you offended by that? Try being a woman and having guy friends because anytime, oh. like especially in those like in, until people are like, oh yeah, she's married. This happens all the time. You're in a group, you bring up the fact that you have a significant other, and the tone totally shifts for women. Ooh. It's weird. Wow. It's weird, and it happens a lot when you're a woman. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet. I bet I've been the guy who shifted the tone. I bet I've been that guy. Yeah, it's probably subconscious on the part of the guy yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I feel bad because mm -hmm. I'm sure that I've been that guy. Uh, I don't feel bad about spurning the guys who were interested in me because I was not interested <laughs> and they should have shut that definitely down. Definitely shut it that. down. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's a weird thing to report on. And remember when Tucker Carlson went and reported on all of the different churches that were having the revivals? This was sometime last year. I can't remember exactly when it was, but... They called one of them the Asbury Revival because it was happening at a college called Asbury. I don't remember all the other ones that happened. They were all student-led revivals, basically worship services that just never ended. They, they started and they never stopped until th weeks later, you know. So <clears throat> they were kind of this thing that was happening underground and there wasn't any real media coverage of it. And that was fine. And Tucker actually went and covered it, which I thought was cool. But nobody, 
they, they didn't want the coverage. That That's what was really neat about it is that there was nobody clamoring to be on TV to say, look, we started this worship service and it's still going. Look at us. Uh, it was that that was very genuine because they didn't want attention. They said, this is a worship service. We're going to keep doing it. We actually don't want media coverage because we don't want that to become an element in this thing. So I really respected that, even though I love hearing stories about it. So I'm kind of caught, you know, I want to hear more about when things like that are happening. But then I also know that the minute the media touches it, which would include me reporting on stuff right now, then it also changes it a little bit. So I'm telling you this because I have something to report to you that I think is just really tremendous news. And I would feel odd not reporting it because it kind of just, it just like makes me swell up with like joy. And I hate not sharing that kind of thing, but it's not the kind of thing I usually share on the show. Uh, I do love talking about Jesus and Christian issues and stuff since I am a Christian and I'll talk about my own life, you know, when it's relevant. But this is a story about somebody else, okay? <clears throat> so let me paint a picture for you without getting in too much detail again because I don't want to taint the story. There is a college right now in the St. Louis area <clears throat> that is having some tremendous things happen. Jesus is is working. Uh, he's doing some things. Entire sports teams at this college have come to Christ. And this is happening right here in our air listening area. Okay. I'm not going to say where it is because again, I don't want to like get involved with it, but I do want to tell you that it's happening and it's very exciting. The entire football team I know of for sure at this college has come to Christ and they are having prayer meetings and Bible studies. And the reason that I know that this is happening because my wife knows or is at least acquainted with a person who owns a restaurant near the college campus and the football team, among other teams, have been going to that restaurant to do Bible studies and things. Um, <clears throat> so that's awesome in and of itself. And I was just asking her questions like, oh, wow, this is really neat. You know, what else is going on? Well, she was just filling me in. And I said, do you care if I talk about that? And the answer was very similar to why I just opened the segment that way. It was like, well, no, I don't really care. I want to report good news but I don't want to get involved in the good news. I, I just want to let it happen. You know, I don't want to affect it anyway. And the more people start knowing about it, more people might show up and want to know more about it. Well, there's, there's good and there's bad with that. So I do want to tell you the story of this acquaintance of my wife's that um, I said, can any of this be verified? And she said, well, yeah, it can. Um, but I, I'm not going to dig deep on it because it was the guy just given his testimony. So the guy who owns the restaurant is probably in his, I would say, late 50s to early 60s, something like that. And he had been a missionary at one time in, I can't remember which nation in Africa. I want to say Kenya, but I, I don't remember exactly. And this would have been when he was in his early 20s or or mid-20s. I'm thinking this, this would place him in Kenya or in the middle of Africa in about the early 90s, okay? So technology-wise, that's important because he didn't have cell phones. He didn't have all this other stuff that you might have now. Uh, I don't know what the reception would be like everywhere there right now, but I do know that that stuff obviously connects people more. So he's there, and he was told as they walk, and it was a dangerous enough nation that 
that you, if you got away from your group, you could be considered kind of a target to be killed or, or robbed or whatever. So they were walking, and I can't remember why they were walking, but they were walking through very, very tall grass that they called elephant grass. And when you're with a guide, they just, <clears throat> they just walk ahead of you and you're supposed to keep up. And the, the, the rough thing about this elephant grass is that when you move it to the side, it, it stays to the side for you know a second or two, but then it just kind of pops right back up. And so he got a little bit behind the group for whatever reason, and the, the guide had all of his paperwork, all of his water, supplies, and everything with him, and he didn't have any of it with him. So he starts walking and realizes that he's gotten away from his group. So he doesn't know what to do because he can't really see where they've gone. So he's looking out at all of this grass and going, I- I'm, I'm lost. I can't find. And so he eventually tries to climb a tree to see if he can look out and find any of his party. And he can't. He can't find them anywhere. He is alone in the middle of a hostile nation with no papers. He has no water. He has no food. He has no idea where he is and where to go. So he starts just making, oh, and the only thing he had with him was a gun with two bullets. So he starts making some noise, just yelling constantly. I mean, this goes on for hours and hours and hours. He's trying to find his group, can't find him. He decides eventually, okay, I got a gun with two bullets. I'm going to take one bullet and I'm just going to fire it in the air and hope they find me. So he finds a river and he said he felt like he was supposed to, like just the, the, he was being led to go to this river or creek. I don't know if it was a big river. So he does. And he's also desperately thirsty in the middle of Africa. And he, he had to kind of dig through to find some clean water because apparently there's just lots of animal poop everywhere. Finds some, some water, drinks a little bit of it, doesn't know if it was good for him or not, but he said he was so thirsty he couldn't handle it. And he decides at that point, I'm just going to shoot one of these bullets in the air and hope somebody finds me. So he shoots a bullet in the air. Nothing happens. Nobody comes for him. He can't find anybody. This dude's lost. And by the way, if you don't have your papers in this, in this nation, uh, they could just kill you on sight because if, if, they, they think you're a poacher. So he is completely lost. He's praying to God, please help me. I don't know what the, I'm going to do. A man shows up, kind of walks right through that elephant grass, walks up out of nowhere and he was very very little that's all he said i have no idea who the guy was walked up me very little and he spoke pretty good english and he said oh you uh you lost and the guy goes yeah i'm lost i've been looking for my party for hours maybe at that point it had been over a day i don't know the little man says well here i'll lead you to uh to find him i, I bet i know where they are we'll, we'll find him so he starts walking he just follows this guy I don't know if they talked a lot or what. He keeps following this guy for a long time. And they come up on a clearing where the entire party was, and they all started rejoicing because they they couldn't find him. They had been looking for him. They couldn't find him. So they're all happy, and they turn around. That dude's gone. There was That little man was gone. Nobody had ever seen him. He had walked up with him, and nobody in the party other than the man I'm talking about had even saw the guy. Who was that? I love that story. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell that. I don't know if that gave you chills like it did me when I heard it, but 
pretty neat. And then that guy, you know, who survived that that outing in in Kenya or Africa, is now in the St. Louis area, and they're using his restaurant to uh, bring people to Christ, and they're having Bible studies at all the, the area college, all these sports teams and stuff. Really cool stuff's happening. So you just never know what one life can do. And I'm going to stop right there because we are out of time. This is Wiggins America. Thanks for listening. Thanks for indulging me on just a random story that I wanted to tell here at the end of the show. It's been a a very, very full show. We've had Trisha in here. We've had a guest uh, talking about woke culture and uh, sort of the new religion that it is. Actually, that was in the last hour. So if you want to get the podcast, please do type in Wiggins America and you will see it. We will see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 